0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network this month's episode is sponsored by sb sports in partnership with jason quigley james and sabano gallagher and now of course ammo and danny's irish Anfield road get all your sportswear from boxing gear to football kits get 15 percent off with the special discount code ammo 2020 to do that follow the link on our facebook page thank you very much sb sports Hello everyone and welcome back to Amo and Danny's, and Danny's. Irish Alfield Road. Well, well, well. Um, again, the fixes, as you say, Danny, are coming thick and fast. The Champions League, the Premier League, and it never, never stops. So on today's show, folks, we're going to discuss the Sheffield United game. Um, 2-1 victory there. And we're going to discuss the Michelin game, which is a 2-0 victory in the Champions League. And obviously we're going to preview the West Ham game coming up on Saturday. And the Atalanta game come up on Tuesday evening. Um, lots of games, lots to discuss. Um, a few injury blows to discuss, as per usual. Um, but yeah, I think we'll start off obviously with Sheffield United. So before we talk about the actual game, Danny, um, how are you? How how's your week been?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Hit and miss, busy enough week. So got things going on at the minute, seeing parents and stuff, and uh, kids are still off school, so enjoying the bedlam that is trying to manage kids the whole time but I've been off work this week so it's been quite nice to relax um, and yeah just been enjoying the football and, and the many different things we'll talk about it more next week um, but I, I had a real keen interest in the FA Cup draw this week uh, first game the first management role I ever took on uh, was a team called Stanley Park over in Liverpool um, and I signed two lads for that team um, who were both going to be playing in the FA Cup next week so it was quite nice to... Um, to be able to support Wow, them. well,
0: I'll tell you what, Danny, give them a wee name plug here and tell me you know, tell me who they're playing for.
1: Yeah, so uh, one of them is a guy called Michael Grogan. Um, both of them play for Scalmsdale United, which is the lowest-ranked team in the FA Cup. Um, and the other guy is the guy who was actually on the FA Cup draw, which is Mini adder Benro. Uh, it was currently the top goal scorer in the FA Cup, uh, which is quite an interesting one. He's got six goals. Um, so, yeah, so the two of them, I was, I was speaking to them the other day. And um both big Liverpool fans. Um, so it'll be great to be able to see them playing next Saturday. And it's a televised game on BT Sport. Um, so can't beat that Luke.
0: Well I'm telling you something often, maybe maybe should they t- like, touch out and maybe get them on get them on the pod one day, maybe? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure they'd both be keen for that. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. we'll um, well that that's our uh, a busy enough weekend, i say. Well, kind of going into too much detail. We mentioned last season. There's a magic of the FA Cup, and, and it's the only competition that produces things like that, isn't it? So, mm. um, that's brilliant. There. So, two, lads, two big Liverpool lads from the full playing in the FA Cup for, for Skemmersdale United. Did you say that's the one? Yeah, lowest ranked side yeah. in the cup. Yeah, I, I played against them once way back when, you know. But we, we were done. We were done over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you were manager at that time. It was a long time ago. But um, yeah, fair enough. So, good luck to them boys. Anyway, Um can't have enough. So you're going to ask, or- <laughs> Yeah, not um, Yeah, I haven't been up much myself. Just busy, busy, busy as usual with kids. And the weather's taking a wee turn now. And, you know, Halloween is a big thing for, for kids. And we're all going to get dressed up and stuff. So we're going to keep it small and we can't do a lot. But um, getting Halloween outfits sorted. And my, my wee boy, my, my, my oldest, he's, he's into a thing called Cartoon Cat. I don't know if anyone listening to. So our show will know that, but it's just, it's one of these things on YouTube, it's an obsession. And trying to get an outfit sorted on time, Was just a bloody nightmare, but we got there, <laughs> we got there. And uh, that's it really, but yeah, obviously watching our football, and I think I'm going to dive straight into Sheffield United. And before, again, before we chat about the football, um, less than a thousand people wa- paid to watch this match. Less than a thousand people in the whole of the world paid to watch this match. And in Liverpool, there was a um, boycott done, Um to pay local food banks and they made a hundred and twenty thousand pounds. So through this match and through boycotting it, food banks in the pool raised 120000 pounds. And I think actually a few weeks ago the pool actually donated, was it two two hundred grand themselves to uh, food banks in the local areas. So yep. um I think everyone's kinda of on the same page then, you know, um, with this. But I mean Danny, we both didn't listen. We both didn't watch it. We both listened to it. I know we both watched extended highlights afterwards. Um What's your thoughts on the boycotting of the match? And what's your thoughts on the game afterwards?
1: Yeah, so I was one of the ones that obviously boycotted the game, yeah, give towards the food banks. And it was great. I think they were just astounded. So there's a, an organisation called Fan Supporting Food Banks. Um, and they had a just given target of £10,000 that they were hoping to raise for numerous different food banks across Liverpool. And the fact that they've raised £110,000 and it's still rising now is amazing. And, um, but yeah, so I was glad to be a part of it. I totally agreed with the boycott of the game, um, which is, I think, important because a lot of people said, and I've seen a lot of people online who were saying, I gave towards the food banks, but I also still bought the match um, because it's important to support your team. And it is important to support your team. And I think no one agrees with that more than us. We're both big Liverpool fans. You know how important it is to support your team and follow your team. But at the same time, You've got to. there's got to be a moment where you take a stand as a fan and go, do you know what? I'm prepared to support my team, but I'm not prepared to be taken advantage of. Um, and I feel that that's what this whole pay-per-view system is doing, is it's trying to take advantage of fans that are in a vulnerable situation, that, that I've got nothing going on except for the football, so I'm prepared to potentially pay for it. Um, so yeah, I was well in favour of the boycott. And um, generally, the game obviously wasn't without its controversy. Um, so I'm sure if I'd have watched the whole game, I'd have been screaming at the TV to do with the Fabinho tackle on the edge of the box and all the rest of it that went on with VAR once again. Um, but it was good to be able to come back, get the comeback two-one. Uh, I thought Sheffield United played well, uh, and obviously <laughs> the other is really pushing for that first-team place. What you
0: yeah, well, as I say, uh, I listened to it. Um, I don't know what I felt sorry for more. I, like basically, all the people having to like try and get these crap links, all the people having to pay. Or people are having to listen to talk sport and listen to Danny Mills going because Jesus, Danny Mills is hard to listen to. Boys, I'm sorry to say, but he's just no no one. He's on radio. And he used to see him on TV, and he kind of just went out. He went, went missing. Yeah, he always used to be on TV, and I, I know why. He probably, probably got you know didn't get his contract renewed with the TV because he just I don't know. He's just a he's hard 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 man to listen to, and he always refers back to when he was a player, and he always do. He's one of these one of these pundits that can't get away to, to, to the fact that when he, he you know he played for Leeds like and in a in a European Cup semi final he always gets in or that he, he played for England in the World Cup because like all the right backs in England went down you know with broken broken legs so Danny Mills like fourth choice and he eventually got <laughs> to the World Cup and he can't help but to throw it in every single every single time he hear him he throws it in he's one of these boys you know um, so it's hard to listen to but you know what the way I look at it is was it was. Uh, Tough game, Sheffield United last season, and then obviously they've had a bad start. Um, I've seen the decision, like, how do give a penalty for a good tackle outside the box? I, come on, like, how, how does that happen? I know. Do you know what I mean? But, how, but anyway, well, we come back, Jota has been playing, you know, he obviously got the, the decisive header. Mm. Um thought most Salah was sharp in, 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 in parts. Um, the goal he had, this last round, okay, it was probably offside, but some finish, some volley. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I think it was just one of these professional performances that you kind of just look at thinking, if you can't beat Sheffield United away from home, then you're not going to challenge for a league, are you? And uh, what I will say, I know we're going to talk about Mitchum in a while, but you know since Van dijk has been in, we've won every game since. Mm. And we've said it before, it's not about the team so much, it's almost about the mentality of the team. Yeah. You know, it, you feel like Jürgen Kopp would play anyone, <clears throat> and, and the mentality of the team, they just wouldn't give up, and the... We all, when everyone went one down, he wasn't as panicky as years ago, because as I say, four or five years ago, going down 1-0, you would have been like, no, nah, it's one of them days. No, nah, no, nah, I don't want to go on Facebook later. I don't want to even show me face in the world because people are going to be having a goal rush. But now we go 1-0 down, you're like, right, okay, well, looks like we're winning this game 2-3-1. Yeah. And that's that's just how the, you, you think about it. And uh, yeah, so I think professional performance, tight game in patches, but that's what happens when they win a goal up. And then they just put 10 men behind the ball. Then it was always going to be the case, like they were never going to do nothing else. So, um, we found a way as we always do. Good to see Firmino getting an early goal in the season as well because he gets too much stick, you know. So, good to see Firmino score. Um, and yeah, um, but I don't think it was the game that will live in the in the memories, will it, Danny, apart from the, the pay-for-view stuff around it, you know.
1: Yeah, I think the pay-per-view as well really made the headlines for it. Obviously, the, the win puts us back uh, joint top of the league, 13 points uh, there with Everton. Um, potential of getting jumped by Aston Villa it just feels like the most surreal season. You know? like if you can put a, put a season in the twilight zone, like you're sitting here saying, oh yeah, we're joint top with Everton with the potential that Aston Villa will overtake us with a game in hand. And you go, what is going on? Like, how is this even a thing? Uh, we're not talking. We've been so used to the big four or the big six that we've got now. And uh, to suddenly start mentioning Aston Villa, who I'm pretty certain the whole team's on steroids. How oh, on earth are they playing as well as they play playing every game? Uh, and then Everton sitting top of the league at the minute. It's just like the whole thing is just madness.
0: Well, it, it's interesting because everyone's been beat one all this season. So no one's going yep. to go unbeaten already. It's six games in, and everyone at some stage has been beat. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be a weird season and a close season, you know what I mean? A lot of people I think I mentioned Spears as underdogs. And I I look at the squad and I'm like, yeah, okay, I see why you're saying it. And then I watched him in the Open League last night. Nice, well what's the first <laughs> half? And I thought who's Garth Bale? What what's on you know, who? You know, give me James Milner over him any day. And yeah. I have this discussion with Man United fans, give me James Milner over, over Paul Pogba. And they were like, you're on drugs, but it's like, come on, like look at like look at what James Milner does in the pitch compared to some of these big superstars. He does a job. You know these superstars, they don't turn up with the ball in the top bin or even can't contribute, they're not doing the job. So, um, I look at Spurs and think, yeah, they've got a decent squad, but I still think they'll be, they'll be, they'll be Spurs and do what Spurs do, and, and that's failed. So, um, I look at like the Chelsea again, they they seem to have, have like three good games and they'll have a bad game. City just aren't what they used to be, and I don't care what anyone says, they're not. Then, when you look at a uh, United again, I, I just don't think so sure. it's got like the pedigree as manager that's even like they they got top four and that'll be the biggest achievement. I I'm telling you right now. Ollie Gunnar to so a big statement. Any United fans that want to listen just have a go at us. Ollie going to show finishing fourth at Manchester United last season would be the his biggest ever achievement in management. And that, <laughs> that's my prediction there. That's you know a what big mean so he wins any cup. <laughs> It is but that that's my I think he'll get sacked at Man United eventually and he'll end up at like I don't know. The Norway the Norwegian second league again, you know that, that that's what'll happen. Or, or, or if he's lucky, there will be you know a, a mid table championship team will take 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 a chance on him because he's got a few links to a few young players at United to get them on loan, and that that'll be the extent of his career because he's just not good enough to be Man United manager. And that's just the truth. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it is a mad league this season, Danny. And, but at the end of the day, we're still doing top, and we've done nothing. So yeah. and you throw a seven two defeat against Villa. And we were robbed in the side Derby at two points, but we're still joint to top. So, what does that tell you? It's uh, again, we come back to this mentality. Mm. We're still we're still in with a shout. And I think coming the, the coming Christmas and the nitty gritty parts of the season, I think we'll be there, thereabouts, as, as we have been over the last three, three or four years, which is good to see. But I'll, I'll move swiftly on to Mitchell and um, which I'm sure you want to kind of talk about a bit more, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's we're talking about because we're talking about this whole thing of squads and, and obviously I think most people will have if they haven't watched the Spares game last night, they'll have heard the José Mourinho interview where he basically leathered as is what is basically a second string team um and said you can see why it's easy for me to pick my first team and was basically just saying they were all garbage. Um and that's the thing people are saying spares are going to be there or thereabout or for me spares don't have the squad they have a good first team but they don't have a good enough squad um, and we've spoke over the years about Liverpool having a good first team, but not a good squad. But what we see the difference is that Liverpool basically play the second string team against Michelin. And I know you can say, oh, Michelin, um, yes, they're the Danish league champions, but like, what is the Danish league? Um, but for us to play our second string team, and I think, to be honest, we're going to come out of that game. And people are talking about two or three boys that were playing in there for the what is our second string team, saying about them being able to push for the first team because we have a good solid squad. We've seen a lot of changes in that game: Minamino coming in, Origi coming in, Shakiri coming in. Uh, obviously our centre back, Fabiano, having to go off partway through, having to swap that about, uh, Milner playing all the rest of it. Um, and I thought it was a a solid performance. But what did you what did you make of it? Did you watch it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a boring game. Um, yeah. Boring game, solid performance. To be about the you know the perfect way to sum it up. But yeah, the likes of Miramino look great in, in parts. Um, Shakiri, he's like the forgotten manager. Shakiri, um, yep. he's kind of had his injury issues, and then he, you know he's he's become fit, and he hasn't been in the squad or that squad, and people wondered, well, is that just his way out of Liverpool? But I think somewhere inside them, or well, there's been a conversation between them and Klopp. He's 28, 29. He's won the European Cup. He's won the Premier League. He's, he's been at club like Bayern Munich. You know, he, he, Shikiri has got pedigree and he's thought to so, do you know what? I want to get my head down and, and focus on the pool for the next two to, you know, couple of years and, and actually try and get a game. And do you know what? Klopp's went, all right then. And he's got a game. And I thought Shikiri as well and part of thought I mean, was great in part of Jota again, obviously. Um, but Rigi was quiet. Mm. don't know what's kind of happened to Riga. I think maybe the fact that he knows just like Jota. Miramino and a few other boys are like, kind of ahead of him now and he was like the he was like number four he's gone from like number four to maybe number six or seven mm. so I'm sure he'll get game time but I know there's, there's rumors Link, no Lincoln and White him away which will be a shame because he has turned up in some big games for Liverpool but as we've always said he's not that he's not someone that can challenge really he's just a backup like, like Jota looks like he can actually challenge Um. But yeah, it was good to see him that game time. Rich Williams coming on after Fabino getting injured, which is just another. I don't even want to go there, but we'll, and we will go there, I suppose, which is a shame. But Rich Williams, we, we, we chatted about him last week, didn't we? Coming on and keeping against Ajax. Mm-hmm. That three or four minutes against Ajax would have done the world of good because he's coming on again now in, 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 you know, at home, in Anfield in, in, in the Champions League. And he played now an and he played exemplary. So fair play to him. From Kidderminster Harriers, hey, to. Playing in the Champions League for the pull and keeping clean sheets. What a start! 19 years of age, Danny. Well, I mean, at 19, what, what 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 were you doing? What was I doing at 19? You know, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. And he just, I think he just looks like a bit like Van Dyke is older than he? Yeah,
1: I was thinking of retiring at 19 years old because I thought it wasn't good enough to be able to play Saturday League, never mind coming on the Champions League.
0: <laughs> it's mad. Like, fair play to, fair play to, and the, the, the likes of your Arnolds and your Robinsons and. Um, even Jones and stuff like that, no boys that are you know have, have, bit, have come through young and they'll they'll be looking after him. I'm sure, like the even experienced like Mill and Henderson will look after him too. Yeah. Um, again about the game, then it was a professional performance. Mitchell had a couple of little chances, you know what I mean. But I think also we had Alison back in that, which is a big big positive. And you just don't feel shaky with Alison and goal, do you? You just feel like it's got to be a worldie to beat him or on a mistake where he can't do nothing about it. So. It's good to have Alison back on that, and it was a yeah. again like Sheffield United, a professional performance where we got the job done. Um, it was good to get the players game time. It means now that if you, you know if someone does get injured, you can fire anyone in, and they've had they've had a good, good bit of game time now. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to make a wee prediction here: a player to watch this season is Minamino. I really do fancy. He, he seems to even from like when he signed last January, he barely played, and when he did play. Let's be honest. He looked a little bit lightweight, mm. a, little, a little bit kind of not out of place, but he just looked a half a yard behind. And when I see him play now, I think he's not quite there yet. But I can see a massive improvement. So if he improves that a little bit more, I think he could be a real push to Firmino's place. You know, yeah. Um, we all know about Jota because Jota's getting goals and proving his quality. But I think Miramino could be one to watch. You know. Um, so yeah, that's a little prediction. And I think he's been playing well in the week. Bit to cameo time that he's got, yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, two wins, two clean sheets, top of the table. You know what I mean? We've got Atlanta next week, which we're going to go into detail, but which will be probably our toughest game. Mm. And um, yeah, all, all all being said, happy enough, and just a shame that the fans can't be there. But we can't, we can't be chatting all week, every episode about fans not being there because it's just sad enough, you know.
1: Yeah, obviously Sky Sports spoke about it this week that they're making plans now for fans to start to come back into the stadium. Uh, which is exciting, but who knows when that's going to be. There's all this talk of another national lockdown and things like that, so it's not worth getting our hopes up about it yet. But while, while it's going the way it's going, we've got to enjoy the football in the way that we're able to. And as you said, it was good to be able to to watch and it's nice to be able to see that we've got the, what is classed as the second string team, in inverted commas, uh, pushing on the door. As you said, Jota's getting goals. Um, Minamino's proving himself. Um, Reese Williams, I think, will have a good... A good stint. I, I was worried with him coming on. He came on, obviously, after 30 minutes. And I thought to myself, well, how's, how's this going to manage here? Because for me, Gomez is a lot like... And it's probably harsh to put him in this category, but um, for me, Gomez is a lot like a uh, David Luiz-type character. He's a, he's a good defender. He does his job well. But he, he can't lead a line. He's not like a leading centre-back. So I thought to myself, how's he going to lead... Reese williams to be able to play well in this game and how are they going to do? But I didn't think Reese williams even needed lead. He came on and he seemed to really dominate that back line on his own. Um, I thought he, he played well. He was great in the air. He was, was nice, easy, sort of Jürgen Klopp philosophy. Get the ball, turn on it, play your pass, get yourself back into space, get the ball, play the pass. And he just looked confident. He looked like he'd been doing it for years Um, rather than that sort of nervy, so there's style that you sort of expect from someone at 19 years old coming on in the Champions League. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he starts um, against West Ham tomorrow. Uh, and obviously we will just a little bit more in a bit.
0: Yep, 100%. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Um, he does look like one of these players that's going to grow confidence and stuff. Bold statement there. Um, Joe Gomez, like a David Louise type of character. That's a very, <laughs> very, very bold statement, Danny. That's something that we could... Uh, we could hopefully come into that in the future, you know what I mean? But I, I think to myself, I, I I don't see him anything like like David Luiz, to be honest with you. Um first of all he's got pace, you know, which is good. But I wonder if Joe Gomez didn't have pace, would he be would he be a Liverpool player? Because he does, you know, get himself out of trouble. But we keep forgetting, he's only twenty two twenty three. You know yeah. at twenty two twenty three Van Dijk was, was playing, you know, wasn't even at Celtic, I don't think, or he was maybe starting at Celtic. So if you put Joe Gomez say at the Celtic team, he probably would be the superstar. So you, you know you've got to you got to wait for these players to develop to the maximum potential. So who's to say that in three or four years, that Joe Gomez isn't like going to be like a Van Dyke or a Carragher leading that back four? Mm. You know, it's a, it's an next natural progression for him. So um, let's hope so. But um, yeah, but I think he's got a big future at Liverpool, and I think Klopp believes him. That's why he always tends to go with him. Um, but I know he's had a couple of shaky moments Which we can't deny But anyway, so at the weekend, uh, Danny We have West Ham coming up And then we've got Atlanta um, in midweek But in the meantime, we're going to take a little break um, Thank you for listening to Ammo I'm Danny. And Danny's Irish Anfield Rose. This month's episode is sponsored by SB Sports In partnership with Jason Quigley James of Soprano Gallagher and now of course Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Get all your sportswear from boxing gear to football kits. Get 15% off with the special discount code AMMO2020. To do that, follow the link on our Facebook page. Thank you very much, SV Sports. Right everyone, welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road.
1: Welcome back to the pod, obviously sponsored by SB Sports. Now, we're going to be talking a little bit about the West Ham game that is coming up tomorrow. West Ham in good form, to be fair to them. Sitting 12th in the table. But as we said in the first half of the pod, I, I just don't think you can even count what the table is doing at the minute. And I think it's worth waiting until maybe January or February till things settle out. And maybe Aston Villa will be running away with the league by 40 points. A um, who knows? Or at the minute, I'm, as is in good form. Uh, last game, Drew against City won all. In Spurs the week before that week before that beat Leicester 3-0 like they're on a good run of games at the minute it was almost like the best thing that happened to them was David Moyes not being in the stadium as soon as David Moyes stopped going to the games they started getting a real good run of form but thankfully that's carried on after he's come back um, but obviously our team's going to be a little bit changed um, obviously we're going to have Van Dijk still out um, got a couple of questions to be asking about the front three and what we're going to do Firmino's been all over the newspapers this week uh, about whether he should be dropped and things like that. What what do you what do you think the game's going to be like and what do you make about the Firmino situation that people are talking about?
0: Well, yeah, you can't... West, West Ham are one of these teams that, like, you know, historically, we've always you know, kind of got the better off. Mm. But again, it's like, like all these teams, you know, like we told Sheffield United last week and, you know, even the Everton to this world, all these kind of mid-table teams always have their day. And you just wonder, like, West Ham... Drawn against City, drawn against Spurs, um, you know, beating beating Leicester this three half decent Premier League teams, and you just wouldn't put Aston to get a point against us or something, you know. Yeah. Um, they've got some good good players in the squad. I think a Declan Rice in midfield controls it quite well. Um, I think a Michael Antonio up front, great great player. Um, and yeah, um, it, it's, it's going to be a tight game. I, I don't know personally. How it's one of these games where the first goal is important. So if we get the first goal, we could it could be two three. If they get the first goal, it could be a bit like Sheffield United, where you're like, oh no, it could it's going to be one of them days type of thing. But you you have to believe that Liverpool are going to win this game. I don't I don't see any absolute. I don't see any world class players in their team. You know they've got the likes of Lanzini who's hitting and missing. And he he obviously got that brilliant goal um, against Spurs, but I just don't look at them and, and have any kind of. I'm not worried. You know what I mean. I don't think there'll be any yeah. spooks. Considering Halloween night, I don't think it's going to be any any anything like that. You know, I'll be be more scared of the the, the horror film that I watch at night than West Ham. But then there's always a, the, there's always a you know one of those possibilities of a horror show. You know what I mean? So I just I don't panic. I don't worry. I think we're going to beat them hopefully comfortably. Um, and regarding the front three, for me, you know, we've discussed this many many many, many a times. And as as someone that's a striking myself. I've come to learn that being a striker, it's all about scoring goals. But the system that Liverpool play, it's noticeable when Firmino's not in that role. The play just doesn't get linked up. If you look over the last two years, okay, now we're looking at Origi. We're looking at Salah maybe at times and the Oxfords coming. And I can't think of every every little subtle change he's made. But the five or six occasions where Firmino's been dropped to the bench and other players have come in. No-one has linked that from free as well as Firmino. Mm. And if you look, every single time Salah or Mane's even if he, Firmino hasn't directly been involved in a goal, he's taken a couple of players away because he's in the right position. For anyone to suggest that Firmino should be dropped from Liverpool from free is just, in my opinion, an un, un, uneducated football fan and doesn't watch enough of Liverpool because Firmino is literally the gel the, for me that puts that team together. I think after Van Dijk, and Maybe Allison. I think Firmino is our most important player because I don't think you get what you get out of money and what you get out of Salah without Firmino. You know, it's for me, it's just it's unthinkable to drop dropping. Um, I get that we've got the likes of Jota coming as well, but I don't. I, I, I don't see Jota as a player that can link. The closest player I see to Firmino is Minamino, and as I've said, that I feel he could have a good season pushing. I still don't think he's at Firmino's level. So to even suggest that we should drop Firmino for me is just hearsay and and, and I, I wouldn't be taking any notes of it. If it happens, then we can have another discussion. But I just I think, you know, it's tells I've said this before on the show. Gerard was in the the Captain Fantastic Stephen Gerard played a half for Firmino about three and a half years ago in Australia. And he said he's one of the best players ever played because he was always available for the ball. He doesn't hide. And mm-hmm. that's from Stephen Gerard. So that there says enough And I've watched enough of Liverpool over the last few years He's a gel of our team And I mean, so off he doesn't score I say so off he doesn't score He does score He's already scored this season And I I guarantee he'll get 15, 20 goals as he always does But it's because he's not getting 30 and 40 People have all dribbling pass players for fun People just think he's not as good Or or as crucial But for me he is What do you think, Danny?
1: Yeah, I think the question's always going to be asked when you've got someone like Jota sitting on the bench, and especially because Jota's scoring goals at the minute. If he's if he's going the way he's going, that looks like he's going to get sort of 15 goals this season or something like that if he carries on in the form that he's in, then there's always going to be that question asked, asked of, surely if you bring Jota in... He's going to bring goals, along with Salah and Mane's goals. You're going to have an absolute machine there in terms of scoring every game and different options. Jota has brought the heading option, obviously, as well. He seems good in the air, good in the box, which is something that we haven't necessarily had at the moment. Mane gets headed goals, but that's about it. The question's always going to be there, and the question's always going to arise of, well, maybe we should play a midfield three that consists of Thiago and Henderson and Firmino. And, and keep Firmino in for his link and the way that he plays. Um, but obviously bring someone in like Jota who's going to bring in more goals. Um, and obviously we had all this talk during the summer as well, didn't we? Should we bring in a, a Higuain or uh, all these different players that were mentioned? Timo Werner obviously mentioned quite a lot during the summer. Should we bring him in and um, compensate for Firmino's lack of goals? But as you said, I think people don't seem to realise the fact that if Firmino's not in the team... Yes, you may get a couple of goals out of Jota, you may get 15 goals, but I think you would drastically decrease in the amount of goals you get from Salad and Mane. because yep. Salad and Mane are always linked in by, yes, they're linked in by Trent and Robbo, but Firmino is the one that, that is doing a lot of that link play that is making the space for the fullbacks to be able to run, knowing that we've got one striker that will drop back and be able to help in the midfield. Uh, and also help to be able to link and play those balls. And I think you'd lose five or ten goals each from Marne and Salah um, by losing Firmino. But as I said, while Jota's getting goals, the conversation's always going to be there. And to be fair, it's a nice conversation to have that we know that we've got options that we're thinking, should we get rid of one of our top players over the last five years to be able to bring in someone else who's suddenly getting loads of goals off the bench? Think, well, that's a that's a good option to have and it's a good conversation to have knowing that we can do that But yeah I'm similar to you I think I think we should beat West Ham We should play well Against them But I'm not going to rule them out I think the way they've played Up to now this season And the fact that They've been able to come back And the way that they've come back um, Has been great Antonio looks Obviously really threatening um, But they've got a good Solid back line as well um, So I think it's going to be It's going to be an interesting match To be able to watch Thankfully we're able to watch it It's not on pay-per-view this week
0: um, And it'll be
1: good to be able to see How we get on
0: yeah, I mean, Danny, I agree. You take goals away from Sal and Firmino. Salah and Manny, which you've mentioned, and yeah, there you go. I think the thought of Firmino being out the team, I don't think he'd sit around too long because there'd be a lot of teams in world football looking to, to snoop him up if if he did kind of fall out of favour. and I'd say three or four games out the team. It would be all of the papers that he's going to move on, and I'd say most teams in the world will take him. It's enough, As I say, football's about goals, but it's also about the link of play, and there's no better man in world football, I don't think, at the moment. So yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go for three-one victory to Liverpool. Um, our defense has been tight last few games, so I do kind of fancy us to concede one, especially if we have a, again a change back four. There's t- rooms there's that Henderson could be coming into the back four, which he's done before and stuff. But um, so let's go three-one. What about you?
1: I'm going to go 3-2 I think West Ham have got goals in them and I think they've got the ability but like Liverpool to be able to come back at no matter what stage of the game um, so I'm going to say that Liverpool will will push forward it, Liverpool will play well um, I think West Ham will, will give us a good game I'm going to go 3-2 Liverpool um, Yeah that's the last question I suppose that comes out of this discussion is who would you put at centre back obviously Fabinho's out now Van Dijk's out for potentially the whole season um, Henderson for me is a quick fix or if you're looking for maybe like the next three, four, five months, do you go with a Reese Williams? Do you do you decide to keep Henderson where he, where he is? Do you put Thiago there? What, what are the options? What would you be going for?
0: Sure, Danny. I would probably throw Reese Williams in there. He's, he's got a few games on his belt now. And, and how, how are these boys ever meant to like, prove themselves unless they get played? You know, he's 19. It's not like he's 16. You know, Gomez, Arnold they were playing first team football regularly at the port 19 years of age so you can step up look at Rooney he was 16 Owen 17 Gerrard 18 you know Foulman Foulman yeah. it's better, you know if it doesn't work out Henderson can drop back turn him in and that's just the way I look at it, you know what i mean you could even play Milner right, right back right really, uh, centre back you really could you know so mm. um yeah add soish Williams and then give him a chance and uh, yeah and if it doesn't work out you've got Henderson you know, and Fabinho you know, hopefully should should be back after the international break. So you're talking three weeks, maybe, which isn't the worst. You know, yeah. Thank God. Um, but yeah, that's right do.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That'd be the same. Um, I think as we said last week, talking on the pause, I think now is the best time to be a, a young player at Liverpool because Klopp has belief in the young players and he gives them a chance. Um, I'd love to see him giving Reese Williams a shot and seeing how he gets on. And as I said, I don't think he's it's not like he'd taken a massive risk because I think he proved himself in that Michelin game that he deserves at least a chance to be able to prove himself in the prem. Um because he had a good solid performance there, brought on 30 minutes into a game, um, in a game that we obviously were expected to win. So it's not like we were underdogs. We were expected to win. So he was expected to come on and perform, and he did. Um so I think give him a go. Give him a go in the West Ham game, let him play. Don't put the pressure on the already There's even tons of reports this week in the newspapers and sky sports about how he looks like the next Van Dyke. And it's one you can't put that pressure on a kid. Let him just play his football, enjoy it, and hopefully prove himself, as you said, the way that Trent did, the way that Gomez did, and uh, the way that Henderson had to do when he came in and all the rest of it. Let him let him stake his claim for, for that spot. Um, and yes, he's never let's be honest, he's never going to be Van Dyke to his place. Um, but it's good to have those options there, and he at least gives himself a good shot at being able to push for the future and even give Gomez a run for his money.
0: One hundred percent, couldn't agree you more. Um, which brings us on to Atalanta um, Tuesday night, Champions League. Now, I think, I think before we before we played any games in Champions League this season, Danny, we were saying that maybe Ajax could be our the game to kind of worry about. But looking back at, you know, looking over how the season's progressed and over the last year or two, yes, Ajax were rightfully so, a team that probably the set the challenges. But looking at Atalanta, they've had a good start. Um, and they're an Italian team that just love to get stuck in. And, uh, yeah, how do you think this one's going to go? I mean, if if we win this game, that's the smallest fruit. Yeah, at the minute, so,
1: yeah. Atalanta's four points, Ajax is only one, So it gives us a really... Is a real command and lead if we beat Atalanta but as you said they're playing well at the minute Um Drew obviously against Ajax there on Tuesday but they look as you said you can never write off you can never write off teams like Atalanta they're a good team they've got experience in the Champions League they've been there or thereabouts for years Um haven't got any like amazing players but they've got a good solid squad which I think serves you well in the Champions League we've seen that over the years with different teams Even Ajax When they've played Over the years And different teams Like that You've got a good Solid squad That are working together And pushing You can do anything
0: um, well, it's, all, uh, it's always interesting Because in what, what, what doesn't always seem To get like, Talk as off As much as it should I think Is your This third game Your third and your fourth game are always the same team yeah. So we're actually Weighing Italy on Tuesday And then On um, the Just getting the dates up here and then we go back to Atlanta. Oh, so Atlanta travel to us on the twenty fifth. So there's a big gap there because you've got the international break in between, and you've got, uh, and we actually play Man City and Leicester in between, which is interesting. But uh, you, you win this game away in Italy, or well, you don't lose it. You know, you're more or less through. Um, so yeah, I mean, how do you see the game planning out, um, and what score do you think it'll be? I and mean, who do you think? What type of team do you think Klopp will play? Because obviously, then we've got the game afterwards. We've got Man City.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see the same as what we've seen all the way through at the minute, is, is that I think we're going to see a change team against Atalanta. I think I think Minamino will get a chance again. I think Shakiri will be brought back in. Jota will be brought back in. I think Curtis Jones will maybe get a shot in the midfield. Um, And I can see, apart from the back line, I can see things changing up again. Um, and I think that's the best way to do it. As, as we've said before in this episode, Klopp has faith in his squad. He has faith that the squad can come in and can do a job and there's a number of those boys pushing on the door for that first team. So so why not change it up? I think Atalanta will go with what they've gone with previously, which is more or less a back five. They play like a 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, well, I was going to say similar enough to Liverpool. They play more or less five on the defensive and then three on the attacking. And I think they'll stick with that. And I think they'll definitely stick with the five at the back to be able to cope with our three. Um but I think I think it's a game that is doable. We've got to be careful in Italy. Obviously, it's a tough stadium to go to, fans or no fans. It's always hard to be able to go away to an Italian stadium. The atmosphere outside the ground and all the rest of it. Um I think it'll be tight. I think we need to watch ourselves. I think we could end up scraping a draw if we're not careful here. Um but I think there's enough quality in, in our squads yeah. with the players that'll come in that I think we'll we'll do a job. I can see Jota getting another goal and um getting the win.
0: Would you take a
1: draw? I mean, I personally um, I would. Um, no, I think if I'm honest. Uh, I, think, I think this is really a game that Liverpool need to win. If we, Especially going into the Christmas period. Like as, as we know, Christmas is a busy enough time of the year as it is in terms of the football fixtures. It's going to be even more busy this year because the whole season up to now has been a Christmas period. We spoke about it before this show that now we're running four games a week just in the Liverpool fixtures and at Christmas, that's probably going to be even more. Um, and in terms of the FA Cup, Spartan and all the rest of it, uh, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be busy. And I think we need to win this game so that it becomes that little bit less important. If you know, the Champions League, obviously big, big competition. We want to do well in it. If we can win against Atalanta, then we know that we'll put ourselves in a good position that the rest of the games, Atalanta at home uh, and then coming in to play Ajax and Michelin again, we can play a really sort of weakened team, I suppose. We can rest a lot of boys, bring a lot of boys in for debuts, and we don't need to worry too much about the points. So I think it's a
0: game that we've got to win for me. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point. Um, I probably would take a draw, but I'm also looking at you know our next fixture for that is Man City, which I'm sure we'll discuss next pod. But um, the way I look at it is like a, a, an Italian team away from home and the Champions League? I'm always taking a point, you know, and because we've had such a good start, I think a point or a win will more or less see us through. But I do see a point of if we get the win, then we can start wrestling players and stuff. But effectively, we are. So it's a bit of a, a, a catch 22 situation because I think Klopp respects the competition that much that even until we're actually confirmed as group leaders, I don't think Klopp would actually completely, you know, play the kids as such, which we've seen in years gone by. But I'm going to go for. I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cautious. It's like a changed ammo this season. Because the football just mental and you don't know what to expect. So I'm gonna be cautious and I'm gonna go for one one, I think. Okay,
1: cool. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for two 0 I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna say that the defence won't change. I think Klopp hasn't really changed the defence this season apart from whoever's gonna play centre back with Gomez. Um so I think the, the back line will stay the same. I think it'll be solid enough. I think Alisson back is a huge boost. Um, and yeah, I think the defence will take care of itself. And I think I, I Jotl will get a goal. Um, and I'm going to go for Minamino to get the other one. And I'm going to say two
0: now. It'd be great to see Minamino get a goal for sure, definitely. Well, anyway, folks, that's the end of another packed show. Um, of course, this episode was sponsored by S. Be sport, so thank you very much to them for sponsoring us. Um Let's hope that this time next week when we're previewing the Manchester City game um, and the Leicester game. That will be, um, we'll be happy another couple of victories under our belt like last week. So in the meantime, thank you very much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. You'll never walk alone. Podcast Network.